This is a hat trick podcast. Oh, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. If you're trying to remember what going to the pub used to be like before COVID, these reviews might help. Although it's also possible that the experiences I had in pubs were slightly different from your own. Hello, and welcome to London Pub Reviews. This week's pub review comes to you from Sunny Soho. No, it wasn't Sunny. These are London Pub Reviews. Silly. <laughs> and talking of silly, a London pub that doesn't sell pints of beer might sound like some flight of fancy, but if you open your mind to a different drinking culture entirely, then a whole new world can be found awaiting at the French House Pub in Soho, 49 Dean Street, W1D. 5BG, nearest Tube, Leicester Square. At 12.04pm on a pleasant Friday morning, I stood outside on the concrete block pavement and, cupping my hands around my face like wrinkled racehorse blinkers, I peered in through the white frosted windows. This was to be my first glimpse of an exotic, foreign drinking house. Upon entering the premises themselves, I was immediately taken by the very small surroundings, cluttered as they were by all manner of photographs, paintings and illustrations. Inquiring as to the costs of hiring an audio guide in English in order to aid my studied browsing of the artworks upon the walls, the barman lifted his hands before him in an easily understandable gesture of incomprehension. I laughed, only too aware of the cultural divide that separated us. But this chasm deepened soon after, when he informed me that the pub only served ale in half-pint glasses. Obviously familiar with the naive likes of me, he slowly repeated this charming local tradition and shaking my head, I dispensed with some coinage of his fair currency and left the servery with 300 mils of ale. My early arrival had been rewarded with a prime corner bench seat in a cul-de-sac to the rear of the bar, and I made claim to this position by arranging the contents of my pockets in neat horizontal piles across the table like the contents of a small nation's time capsule. The half-pint of ale I had purchased was, of course, now empty, and as the barman again refilled my small glass, he resembled a petrol station attendant, refuelling a vehicle that has just left the station, driven once around the block, and immediately returned with an empty tank. Despite the clink of glasses and the coins being fingered within the pockets of the cash register tray, the only noise of note in the bar was the constant hum from a vent in the wall above my seat. Ghosts speak through radio static, and I was listening out for them in the fan, 
when my mobile phone suddenly rang loudly with its distinctive Easy Lover ringtone. A track first brought to life in 1984 by English musician Phil Collins and his American counterpart, Phil Bailey. I let it ring for some time, worried at first that I would have to pay overseas charges if I answered. But just then, the barman stuck his head around my back corner of the bar and loudly exclaimed, No mobile phones in the bar, thank you! An accusing silence sounded like a pane of glass that had been kicked in by a yellow boot roller skate. Uh, No mobile phones? What queer custom was this? Back at the bar, having just broken the rules and traditions of the local ways, I attempted to play my appeasement card by requesting a bottle of fine French wine and uno glass. The barman smiled slightly, as if in pain, and he fetched a bottle and set about uncorking it. Once seated, I began writing myself a postcard on a piece of scrap paper. Hey, you crazy cat. I'm at the French House pub in Soho, drinking French wine. Ah, here's to you. I'm fully absorbed in the culture, having spoken often to a local man who knows me well. My table is clean. They only serve half pints. Mobiles are barred, and they don't open until midday. How are things south of the river? For God's sake, don't open the door for anyone and never answer the phone. All the best, you good friend. Just then, the barman placed a simple glass bowl before me, filled with fresh olives. Smiling, he said, Enjoy. I was taken aback. What a kind and generous act. He disappeared again, and, deeply moved, I felt tears begin welling in my eyes. I was dabbing at these when a sharp voice nearby said, Grow up, you big crybaby. I glanced around, fearing that it was the voice of a French ghost speaking through the soft baritone hum of the extractor fan. You stupid tourist jerk water. The words seemed to come from beneath my very nose, and as I looked down I saw the open end of an olive move to perfectly form the shape of the word Prick. More olives began piping up with insults out of fish-like mouths. It was extraordinary. Talking olives! In perfect English. The next thing I knew, a chorus of olives had begun loudly humming the easy lover tune of my mobile phone ringtone. And the barman looked quite angry when he suddenly appeared again, making it clear, in no uncertain terms, that mobile phones were not welcome in the French house. I had an olive squeezed into each eye socket when I returned to the bar, because they'd been very insistent in their demands to see the wine list. But the barman showed me the door instead and I wish I'd left some more room on my postcard to mention the really early closing hours. London Pub Reviews was written and created by Paul Ewan and performed by Tim Key. The producer was Nick Coop. The executive producers were Claire Broughton and Andy Goddard, and it was a hat-trick production.
I chose Stick of the Dump by Clive King. I've chosen Little Women by Louisa May Alcott. I have chosen the book When Hitler Stole Pink Rabbit. I have chosen My Friend Flicker. Danny Champion of a World. The Seven Crystal Balls. The Iron Man. Claudine at St. Clair's. The Guinness Book of Records. I chose Ballet Shoes. And then I came across in the school library a copy of Treasure Island. I was terrified. I'm Janet Ellis, and each week I invite a guest to come and chat with me about their favourite childhood book. They often bring along their own battered copy. It's not at all as I remember it. (laughs) This is a celebration of reading. I ended up reading it to my mum at home every night. Because who doesn't still secretly check under the bed for monsters? I knew that it was true. Harbour secret desires to run off to the circus. Riding like the wind into the purple hills. It really captured my imagination. Twice Upon a Time. Follow us on Instagram at TwiceUponPod for updates and guest news. I want to read this book again and again and again and again and again. Twice Upon a Time is a hat-trick podcast.